Yeah, don't worry. I'll, I'll grab something from the end. Yeah, that's what she said. Uh, ah! Ah! And we're <laughs> Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Q-Tips. We are the Video Store Junkies, and we are back to give you some viewing recommendations for the weekend. And we are going to just jump right into it like we always do. Let's go to Paul this time. Oh, cool. I, I get to steal this one from, from anybody in case they did. Because, unfortunately, we lost uh, the great David Warner today. Um, yeah. We also lost the great Paul Sorvino, but I wasn't going to pick any films from him. So, anyway, um, and the rest of you going, oh, shit, I've got which David Warner film is he going to pick? I'm picking Time Bandits from 1981 on HBO Max and Criterion. This is from Terry Gilliam that most people may know as the animator from Monty Python, but a direct, great director in his own right. And Time Bandits is a story about a young boy who basically falls in with a group of uh, time travelers that stole a map from God. Well, I'm sorry, the Supreme Being. And uh, they are using it to steal shit through time. And uh, so they're being chased by the Supreme Being, but they're also being... They're also being chased by... Um, David Warner, who is, I guess they list him as evil genius, or I always thought he was just supposed to be, you know, well, he's essentially the devil. And so, and it's a great role for David Warner. And it's it's a fun film. It's a kid's film, but it's also got a lot of, uh, you know, other fun stuff in it. Got tons. It was written by Terry Gilliam and Michael Palin, actually, together. And it's got uh, tons of people. Sean Connery, Shelley Duvall, Catherine Hellman, John Cleese, Ian Ho, Michael Palin. Ralph Richardson, David Warner, of course, and the head of the the head of the group of time traveling thieves is the great David Rappaport. Um, he's wonderful in this, and uh, and Kenny Baker is in it as well. Um, Jack Purvis, uh, really some some great folks, and really fun film. So that is Time Bandits from 1981, showing on HBO Max and Criterion. And speaking of time traveling thieves, I will pass this to Bill Mulligan. Well, thank you very much. So my theme is, why can't they make a faithful version of I Am Legend? And we start with The Last Man on Earth, and I, re I, I must have this somewhere, but it's like from 1964, I'm going to think. It came out before Night of the Living Dead. But if you watch it, you'll be like, wow, Night of the Living Dead got a lot of ideas from this. It's got the great Vincent Price as um, the last human on earth but he's not alone Ooh, there's the creepy tagline there because this uh, disease has caused everyone to turn into vampires and he spends the day walking around staking them and then at night he goes back to his house and puts garlic everywhere and, and they come and stalk him and, and it, this is the cat and mouse game that he's been going through so last uh, i am legend is one of the greatest horror books ever written Richard Matheson, just wonderful. He wrote the screenplay, at least one of the screenplays that was used for Last Man on Earth. It's such a can't-miss premise. Um, Last Man on Earth is probably one of the... Well, there's three versions, and it has it has its moments. It's faithful to the book in that they are vampires, and Vincent Price, of course, is Vincent Price. But the director, Ubaldo Ragona, or as he's known in the U.S., Sidney Salcro. So, Ubaldo did nothing else of any note whatsoever. It's It's got some nice black and white photography. It's got a couple of good shots in it. But for the most part, this is just a low-budget version. And uh, they, they you just think, 
this should have been done by someone better. And indeed it was going to be because Hammer, Hammer Studios, this, they were going to do this a few years earlier with Peter Cushing as the vampire hunter would have been great. But the British censors said, no, we will not release this film. They, they put the whip down. I don't know why this one, you know, chopped their hides so much, but. So it's still worth watching because, as it turned out, we had two more shots at uh, this film, this idea, and both of them missed the mark. But that's a story for another time, and I will throw this to Zach. Wait, can I interject real oh, quick? Oh, by the way, it's on Tubi. <laughs> and and th this one, though, is the only one that really gets the, the ending right. Does it not, if I remember correctly? This one, it... don't mention the ending, but I think this is, does not it this one. Does, it does to a degree... But more so than the completely. others. Not completely. Yeah, so than, I mean, yeah. Without giving away too much, the whole thing, I am legend, is that if you're the last human on Earth surrounded by monsters who you go around killing when you can, you are the monster. You know, to, to these creatures who are beginning to put together their own society, their own uh, concept of what is normal, you are this creature that shows up in the day when they're all sleeping and they wake up to see their loved ones stake through the heart. You are a scary-ass monster. And that's that's an amazing thing. And it's also something that, that moviegoers apparently just freak out every time they try to do it. So uh, they came pretty close, but they kind of chicken out in the end. Though to a far less degree than, say, the Will Smith version did, which is, we will not even speak of it. But yes, it's, it's definitely worth watching. <sighs> Anyway, back sorry, to I interrupted. You're passing it to Zach. Yeah, yeah Zach. <laughs> <laughs> That's fine. I was just gonna let you rant for. I was actually worried that you were gonna recommend all three. I was like, but there's no way he's actually gonna recommend I Am Legend from 2007. So, oh hell uh, no. <laughs> that one, that one angers me. Yeah, yeah that, one, that one makes me want to storm on stage and slap Will Smith, Will Smith in the face. So. Oh, <laughs> oh boy. wow. Oh, topical. Well, no. I, think, I think let's sh let's shelve that for later because that might be an interesting episode to talk about all these uh, adaptations oh, yeah. of yeah. I Am yeah, Legend. That's true. Uh, but for the time okay. being, I'm not I'm not going to talk about I Am Legend. I'm not going to talk about vampires or any of that stuff. Uh, I'm going to talk about what a red blooded American man I am, which just means a couple things. <laughs> I love fast cars, faster women, hard liquor, and cartoons. Of course, because who doesn't <laughs> love cartoons? And so my first recommendation today is a cartoon that I've been revisiting lately, and it's just as good as I remember it from when it premiered. I think it's uh, I think it's in its like twelfth season right now. Uh, but I am of course talking about a show that features something else. I love uh, as an American man. I love me some red meat, and what better way to eat some red meat than uh, in a burger? And uh, what better cartoon to enjoy while you're eating that burger than Bob's Burgers? And uh, if you haven't seen this show, this is one of the uh, many, many shows that has kind of tried to emulate uh, in, in, a, in a way, not that they were trying to rip it off, but they've kind of tried to emulate the success of The Simpsons by having a primetime cartoon that is, you know, for uh, not necessarily all ages, kids can watch it because a lot of the humor that's inappropriate for them is probably over their head. But then if you watch it as a kid and you go back and watch it as an adult, it, uh, you know, it has all different meanings. But uh, Bob's Burgers, if you're not aware, it's about a guy named Bob, played by H. John Benjamin, who runs a burger joint. It's a family-run place because he has uh, three lovely kids and a loving wife. And it's kind of all about their uh, adventures and misadventures. And like I said, it's 
just really funny. I mean, there's a lot of like haha humor. There's also a lot of huh humor, which I always kind of appreciate. So if you're in the mood for some cartoon watching, I definitely recommend Bob's Burgers, which you can currently stream on Hulu. And uh, speaking of, uh, I don't really have a good segue there. I'm really tired today, so I'm just going to send it over to Renee to see what her first pick is. Hey, so how's it going? I have a recommendation. And first, I would like to apologize because this recommendation does indeed have subtitles. That being said, I honestly think you could watch this movie just not even reading the subtitles, and I think you would really enjoy it anyway. This is one of those movies that I think right away is right up my alley because it has a group of friends that go somewhere and they end up in a cabin and a whole bunch of other shenanigans happen. And this movie is a Norwegian movie, and it is called Dead Snow. It is a group of medical students, uh, friends that go on a trip, a ski trip to Norway. Uh, They're in a cabin and they uncover something and all hell breaks loose when some Nazi zombies decide to show up and uh, wreak havoc on everybody. It's a lot of fun. I really love this movie. Uh, It's great. It has a lot of great uh, kill scenes and it's just great. It's just a great movie and I recommend it. It is in Norwegian you can find uh, an English dub version somewhere. I do recommend, you know, watching it with the subtitles if you can stand it. But honest to God, I think you could watch it anyway and just really enjoy it by itself. And it is available on Plex. And again, that movie is Dead Snow. And speaking of Norwegian medical students, I'll pass this to Paul. I'm glad you didn't say speaking of Nazi zombies. So. Yeah, you're yeah. welcome. Yeah. Please for like, that. That's a little yucky. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's, that'd be kind of gross. But no. Um, <laughs> so, so anyway, but I'm not talking about zombies or Nazis, but I am talking again about uh, David Warner, who played all sorts of great villains. That was like one of his specialties were villains. And probably one of the greatest villains he ever played was the Lobe. The Lobe is a villain featured on Freakazoid. A series from 1995 to 97. It was uh, one of those Warner Brothers series that was produced by Steven Spielberg, like in the heyday of Animaniacs and so forth. And Freakazoid, one word, F-R-E-A-K-A-Z-O-I-D, exclamation point, the exclamation point is important, um, is a really goofy superhero cartoon a lot of absurdist humor a lot of a lot of weird 90s uh, and earlier uh, cultural references that are kind of outdated but that's okay they're fun anyway some of them were outdated to begin with uh, tons of cameos tons of people in it i mean so like i said you actually had david warner who was in like uh, almost half the episodes as the lobe which was this villain who was like a giant brain. You had Frank, the great Frank Welker who did voices. You have Jim Cummings who does voices. But you had people like Ricardo Montalban showing up. You had Ed Asner as the cop who was in like most of the episodes uh, there as well. Uh, Stephen First, Clive Revel, um, Jack Valenti as himself and his adorable cheeks. They kind of reference that. Stan Freeberg. There were so many people that showed up in this. Just a really fun, really goofy, bizarre uh, just just almost surreal, goofy comedy. Kids would like it, but really the adults will get the humor more, I think, than anyone. And so that's that's Freakazoid with an exclamation point. And that is currently playing, I forgot to mention it was playing, that's playing on Tubi. 
So um, speaking of uh, uh, superheroes in their underwear, I'll pass this to Bill Mulligan. Why, thank you, citizen. Uh, okay, so I Am Legend, written in 1954. Hammer tried to make an adaptation early 60s, didn't go through. Uh, they did Last Man on Earth, and it was okay. 1971, they decided to try again, this time Hollywood, big budget, big name actor, Charlton Heston in The Omega Man. Um, this is currently playing on, I have written down Hobo Max, but I think that's a typo and it's probably HBO Max. <laughs> Although Hobo Max would be a great name for a superhero or supervillain or something. Um <laughs> So this one, now, okay, they decided to make changes. I don't know why. I guess they, they thought, well, vampire seems kind of silly. The screenwriter actually had a doctorate in chemistry, so he decided to, you know, show off and come up with a plot where it's actually germ warfare and uh, Charlton Heston's the only one who's immune and the people who haven't died from this disease have turned into albino mutants, which doesn't sound any more likely to me than vampires, but okay. So they, they're, they're pretty creepy looking with their white eyes and white skin and white hair. And, uh, but the same deal, Charlton Heston runs around. He doesn't use a stake. He's Charlton Heston. He uses a gun. He blows them away during the day as they're hiding from the sun because they don't like the sun because they're vampires like that. And then they come at his place at night. They never think to burn down his house. They just sort of throw stuff at him. And uh, but it gets into the whole. It's it's kind of sad to be alone. Although it's also kind of cool. Frankly, Charlton Heston looks like he's having a pretty good time being alone. He wears a you know a smoke jacket. He's got some fancy art in his house. Uh, he, he goes to you know he's living living large. And the thing I like about this movie is that you look at it and you realize in 1971 you could be an action hero, and and have more or less a dad bod. You know, Charlton Heston didn't work out and get ripped six-pack abs or anything. I mean, he was a good-looking masculine guy and everything, but he wasn't a pretty boy. But still, he's, you know, last guy on Earth. And then he finds some humans, uh, including, including Rosalind Cash. That was a big deal at the time that they had an interracial romance and everything. But then, you know, she gets infected, which, I don't know, looks a little silly, actually, because, you know, it just looks like she sneezed into a big pile of flour and... But okay, they, they use his blood to make some uh, serum, and it's got an ending that is is a bigger Christ metaphor than um, anything Mel Gibson could have ever come up with. I mean, geez, you know, Jesus, literally, could you could you make it any more obvious? <laughs> Listen, I like this movie. I just, it's not I Am Legend. It's it's not really even close. I guess in some ways I like this better than the one we will not talk about. Yes, let's talk about it. Okay, so Will Smith made a movie called I Am Legend based on I Am Legend. And the first half of that movie, they got it right. The first half of this movie, you're like, yes, finally, finally someone has done this. And then the monsters showed up. And um, they use CGI. It looks like CGI. It suddenly turns into a video game. And But for all that, I would have forgiven if they had filmed the ending as it was supposed to be and here's the real tragedy they did they did they had the ending the, the ending that makes the title make sense that puts it all together and would have made this a great movie and the audience was like me 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 we don't like our hero not being heroic me 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 so they completely changed it in a way that also makes it impossible to have a sequel and good good i'm glad because the movie mm. made a ton of money and they wanted to have a sequel but they couldn't because they screwed it up. 
If they had left it the way it is, they could have had a sequel. But no, you had to listen to a bunch of namby-pambies, and you phoned yourself, Hollywood. God, will someone just make this book into a movie? People won't even realize that you that you you know it's been done for three times because it hasn't been done right. <laughs> Whatever. Anyway, the Omega Man is on Hobo Max, and uh, <laughs> yeah. So I will throw this back to. I usually do Renee, but I did Zach this time. Zach. Yeah, I personally would love to sign up for Hobo Max. That sounds like a really, really. Good, it sounds like a it's a, it's like a streaming service, but somehow it's just like. There's like a thing on the you just insert like a, a nickel into it and it plays a movie for you. Yeah. I don't know, I don't know yeah. what I have in mind, but it sounds great. Um, I will also <laughs> mention, uh, uh, Bill. You may not be aware of this, but uh, just in case I need to ruin your day a little more, uh, apparently they are still trying to make a sequel to this film. How that would work? Yeah, I don't know. Good but, luck. Uh, oh, oh yeah. I know, I know. I heard they were going to do a prequel, a prequel. Oh, so okay. So you could you could watch Will Smith. Um, as, as the world goes straight to hell around him, knowing that uh, the end of this movie is just going to set you up for the movie you already saw. I don't know why they do this. And luckily, Will Smith has done some things that have pretty much, I think, taken risky propositions like that off the burner. Um, I don't think we'll be seeing it anytime soon. Yeah, uh, so. so if they made a prequel to I Am Legend, would it just be called I'm Just a Normal Guy? I'm just a normal <laughs> like, guy. <laughs> I mean, like, anyways, I'm sorry. I should I should yeah. get on to my next recommendation. Renee, I apologize. This uh, this episode is running super long now, and since you're editing these days, uh, yeah, it's I don't have to worry about it, but you do. So I apologize. I'm gonna get into my, my yeah. I'm gonna get to my second. <laughs> well, okay. I guess I should apologize to the listeners who are like, just right. get to the thing where you tell me the good but anyways yeah so my second recommendation uh actually pretty similar to my first recommendation because you know i mentioned the simpsons as uh kind of the template for prime time uh kind of adult oriented cartoons and if you remember at one point the simpsons had a big budget uh theatrical film which i always thought was kind of weird because it's i don't know i mean i remember the movie being okay but it's kind of like just a long episode uh, but hey, guess what? Bob's Burgers also had a big budget Hollywood uh, or uh, theatrical film uh, appropriately titled The Bob's Burgers Movie. And uh, I guess you could criticize this one a little bit that it also feels like just a long episode of the TV show. But at the same time, uh, I really like the TV show. So if you're like me and you watch the TV show and you enjoy it, uh, the movie is worth checking out. So this is playing on Hulu and HBO Max right now. Uh, I could tell you the plot of the film, but it doesn't really matter. Like I said, I mean, it's just a long episode of the TV show. So if you like the TV show, watch this. Uh, I guess I could also say if you haven't seen the show, watch this, and then maybe that'll tell you if you want to watch the show. I don't know. Do whatever you want, but uh, I just wanted to let people know this is out there. This is one of those movies that got uh, released and then got... Uh, it was in theaters for a couple weeks, but then it got put on streaming and... You know, there's so much stuff on streaming now. And that's our job is to tell you when stuff that may have slipped through the cracks is on streaming. So that's what I'm doing right now. So the Bob's Burgers movies is currently playing on uh, Hulu and uh, DirecTV and also Hobo Max. So check it out on any of those places. Get your nickels ready uh, if you're watching it on Hobo Max. And uh, speaking <laughs> speaking of uh, hobos who will... <laughs> <laughs> I, <laughs> Renee, can I just can I just be totally honest here? <laughs> can I just be 
can I just can I just reveal something about myself a little yeah, a little yeah. sure. I, I feel I feel like sometimes I can't actually say the things I want to say. You you being the only <laughs> woman on the show. I was because I was gonna say speaking of hobos who will do anything for a nickel, but then I was like, <laughs> no, I would say that about I would say that about Bill and Paul in a heartbeat, oh, but not sure. you. Oh. So uh, <laughs> anyways. Before I get myself into too much trouble, I'm just going to, once again, pass it over to you for your second recommendation. Oh give you the green light for now until forever, because that, that was good. I like it. Okay, oh well, we're just going to have to, we're going to have to put a disclaimer at the beginning of every episode, because then people who haven't heard this are going to be like, man, this guy's an asshole. To, like, they only have, first of all, they only have one woman on the show, and this asshole saying all these really horrible things. No. Uh, we'll get a lot of hate mail. Oh, actually, maybe that's a good thing. So yeah, n- never mind. Yeah. Uh, we'll just hey, do but that. Then we'll get we'll get mail. Yeah, exactly. Sure. Exactly. You know, any publicity is good publicity. So I heard. Mm. Oh, so my next apology <laughs> recommendation <laughs> uh, is an apology to Bill. Um, uh oh. <laughs> and actually, speaking of um, like '60s kid shows and stuff like that, I shouldn't say '60s kid shows, but kid shows and stuff. Um, this was kind of based on a kids show from the 60s that um, just kind of went defunct. And the guy, like the main guy in the show, he died. Or did he? <laughs> I'm really not describing the show very well because it was a really weird movie. And Paul wow. probably knows what I'm going to recommend. That movie is called Devil's Junction. Handy Dandy's Revenge. Oh, boy. So... A TV studio is haunted by a children's show ventriloquist that is looking for a new Oh, no, no. (laughs) Now I see the apology part. (laughs) Okay, so it has Bill Mosley and Bill Oberst? Oberst Uh, Bill Oberst Jr., yeah. Yeah. Who is Bill? Yeah. Yeah, I thought he did a really good job. Some of the other people in the movie, maybe not so much, but it it was fun. They gave, it was kind of one of those things where, you know, sometimes it just kind of like we were talking about, they'll take a movie and just make 800 other movies that you just, you just don't need all that shit. This, these guys were so nice. They put all this information like into this one movie. So you don't have to waste your time watching a prequel. They're just going to be like, here's the story. Here's what it is. And I just thought that was very nice and polite of them to do that. And it has been Shirley Quist dolls. And I, this is a really bad recommendation. Not the movie itself, but me delivering it. So yeah, but I think you should watch it because it's ridiculous. And it's oddly not as bad as you think it might be. Uh, and again, that movie is called Devil's Junction. Handy Dandy's Revenge. And surprise, surprise, that movie is available on Tubi <laughs> and Flex and Flex Flings. Can I oh. can I actually can I actually interject? I have not seen this movie, but uh, I think I might queue it up on Tubi this weekend uh, because I, I want to tell just a very short personal story here. Uh, I've actually met Bill Oberst Jr. and he's like the mm. nicest guy in the world. Uh, Bill, I don't know if you remember, but like ninety years ago, we were at a con. I think it was Horror Find. And there was a film called mm-hmm. Dismal playing, which uh, lived up to his name in terms mm. of the quality of the film. But the only oh, thing I, I took just, away was... Can I just interject <laughs> that I worked on that film? <laughs> oh, I take everything back. It was an amazing movie. I'm a, I'm so, <laughs> it was so good. Um, no, the, the makeup was amazing. And the, the like, main... 
the main villain was amazing and it was Bill Oberst and he was there. Yeah. And afterwards I came up and I was talking to him. Just super, super nice guy. So I second anything uh, that features Mr. Bill Oberst Jr. for sure. Yeah, he's he's really great. I, I, I second him being a nice guy. I was on um, Doc's podcast, uh, um, a Gruesome Magazine. I think it was Horde News Radio at the time. Uh, and he was like a guest at one point and he was a really nice guy. And he's, he's Mm -hmm. one of those character actors that does tons of stuff and just shows up everywhere. It's one of those people, once you recognize him, you're like, there he is. And, Mm. and yeah, you'll, you'll just recognize him once you, once you see him. People who are old enough uh, to remember back when Facebook was relevant, maybe remember him from the, uh, I think it was called take this lollipop thing. I don't know if anyone remembers that, but look (laughs) it up. Uh, if you haven't heard. uh, No. No. Okay. Yikes. Well, look it up. Yeah. It, it's one of those things. It was one of those things. It was like this viral thing. And like someone who doesn't like horror at all, like showed it to me. And they're like, this is really creepy. And I was like, oh, hey, uh, yeah, I've met that guy. So anyways, <laughs> sorry. Enough personal asides. I like how that Paul's like, I'm going to second uh, Bill Oberstein being a nice <laughs> yeah. guy. Not that he's going to second my recommendation. Oh, no, 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 no. I, I definitely <laughs> oh, second yeah. recommendation. It was like you said. <laughs> I, we were watching. I'm like, I don't know. I shouldn't like this. But it, it just... I'm really enjoying it. And it has tons of ventriloquist dolls in it. So oh many. Oh, Jesus. So many. many. So well. many bills. <laughs> They're everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I know it's, what it's I would be watching this weekend. Oh, God. Yeah, it's really weird. But it is. And at one point, they just, like, vomit out the whole story. And it's like, oh, well, okay. <laughs> yeah. Huh. Or, like, the background, I guess I should there's, say. There's a, I think we were vomit watching out and like, the whole wow, story. there's... there's there's a lot of lore in this movie. Yeah, like they just—it's like very lore heavy, but it, it works. So, yeah. feel bad that I went last. No, that's yeah. okay. I, if I had known you were doing that one, I would have learned the song for that one. <gasps> but I didn't. I forgot there was a special uh. song for that one. Yeah. Man. But Is you know, a I handy dandy song. Does anyone have a song? Oh, why I do. What? Yeah, I know. What? I know. If if is it okay if I sing something? It won't honor David Warner. I'm going to sing oh, okay. the theme from Freakazoid. Super teen extraordinaire. Freakazoid. Freakazoid. Runs around in underwear. Freakazoid. Freakazoid. Rescues Washington, D.C. Freakazoid. Freakazoid. Can I something For the weekend of July 29th, Paul recommended Time Bandits, available on HBO Max and the Criterion Channel and Freakazoid, available on Tubi. Bill recommended The Last Man on Earth, available on Prime Video, the Roku Channel, Hoopla, Tubi, Pluto TV, Popcorn Flicks, and Dark Matter, and The Omega Man, available on Hobo Max and HBO Max. Zachary recommended Bob's Burgers, available on Hulu, and Bob's Burgers the Movie, available on Hulu, HBO Max, and DirecTV. I recommended Dead Snow, available on Plex, and Devil's Junction, Handy Dandy's Revenge, available on Tubi, Flex, and Flex Flings. 